You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 15. Do you ever wonder what your blog would be like if you knew back then, when you started, what you know now? There have been a lot of lessons learned in the last five years of being in the food blogging world, and today for episode 50, I'm sharing what I would do differently if I started my blog again today. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome friends to episode number 50. I cannot believe that it's episode 50 of the podcast. For some reason, 50 just seems like such a big number and it's almost an entire year of this podcast, which is just crazy to me. I remember when I first started it, I told myself I would stick with it for a year and see how I felt after a year. And I can honestly say there is no part of me that is thinking about stopping this podcast anytime soon. And that is in large part just because of how amazing my listeners are, you guys listening right now, and just the amount of feedback that I've gotten from you guys has really helped me to shape this podcast, and so I just am so appreciative of that, and please keep up the feedback and just talking to me over on Instagram. It really makes this all worth it for me. So today's episode, episode number 50, I thought it would be really fun to share some of the lessons that I've learned over the last five years being in the blogging industry and how I would do things differently if I started again. So if you're brand new to the podcast, maybe you're a little bit confused about who I am and what this whole thing is about. So let me introduce myself really fast. My name is Madison Weatherill and I am a web designer for food bloggers. Now before that, I was running my own food blog alongside my web design business for about three years until I finally decided to really go all in on my design business. But along the way, I have learned so much about the food blogging industry and I've been really serving that clientele exclusively pretty much for the last almost two years now. So I've really learned a lot and I'm excited to share a few of those thoughts with you. I have these conversations with clients all the time about what you would do differently now and kind of if you had known what you know now, how different your growth path might have been. And so I mapped out a few of these things that I wish I would have known or things I would do differently if I was starting a blog today. And so let's dive right in. So the first one is that I would have started on self-hosted WordPress. Now, I originally started on Blogger, and even my design business website, I started on Squarespace, and very quickly realized that I loved WordPress, and I loved the flexibility that I would have, not only as a designer, but also just in terms of being able to learn about the platform and really implement what I was learning, to have plugins at my disposal. Really, just WordPress became very clear that it was the front runner in just being the best platform for blogging and for my business. Obviously, now, I design websites on WordPress and so it has definitely become my choice pick but I think if I was starting over again I would have just looked past the very minimal investment that it might take to start on self-hosted WordPress in order to be able to save myself a headache down the road of trying to move everything. 
I think it's something that most bloggers end up realizing sometime during their first few years of blogging that WordPress really is the standard and really you can miss out on a lot of features and functionality when you're not on self-hosted WordPress. The second is that I would really dig into my branding foundations. Now that might sound like something very strange for a brand designer to say, but If you've heard the phrase about the cobbler's shoes being the worst shoes, it's very true. This is something that I can do for my clients literally in my sleep. And when it comes to my own blog, I had such a mindset issue and just a mental block with really being able to dive into this foundation. I think part of the reason for that was the distractions of other things that I was working on. But I think if I was doing it again, I would really get laser focused on who my audience was, what my niche was, and what my unique positioning was. Especially now with how much more even the food blogging world has gotten saturated, I think it's just so important to have those foundations figured out, have them written out in front of you, and to just be consistent. I wasted a lot of time, and I really mean a lot of time, writing blog posts that I ended up deleting later because they were off-brand for me or they just were a waste of time. Like a lot of you, I started my blog as a way to kind of keep up with friends and family, and it was a very casual hobby blog type of thing. But as my blog grew, that really changed, and I had to do a lot of backpedaling in order to overcome some of the things that I had done in the past. So I think the sooner that you can get clear on those branding foundations, the more successful overall that your brand is going to be, and the more confident that you're going to be in that brand as well. The next thing that I would do a lot better of a job doing is setting smarter goals. Now, something that I really have struggled with for the last five years of being in business is really setting actionable goals. Now, with my blog specifically, my goal was always just to grow my blog, but I never really put any intention behind what that meant or specific numbers that that meant for me and what I was trying to achieve. Even setting a goal as simple as how often I wanted to post or how much I wanted to grow my traffic by every month or every quarter would have been so much better than what I did, which was pretty much nothing in terms of goal setting. And so in the end, I really had very little to measure those goals against and I could really only measure growth year over year in terms of being able to see if my blog was growing. And there's just a lot of other metrics that are important to track and pay attention to when it comes to blogging besides just your traffic year over year. The next thing that I would do differently is that I would invest as soon as possible. And probably what I mean by this is that I probably would have just prioritized investing and getting support for my blog way sooner than I did. I ended up hiring my first virtual assistant, which if you listened to my episode interviewing Liz Falsigno, I talked about this in my episode with her, but she was the one who I hired as a virtual assistant way back in the day before she really grew her blog to the amazing place that it is now. And before my business was at the amazing place it is now, she was doing virtual assistant work and we somehow got connected right after I had my son. And so I was really just trying to figure out how to juggle all the things and run a business on nap time hours. And so I hired a virtual assistant and it was one of the best things I ever did for my blog, but I wish I would have done it a lot sooner. And I think my blog would have grown a lot more efficiently, it would have grown faster had I had more support and I had not been the only person doing all the things. I think I also would have invested in a business coach of some kind to really help me figure out the direction that I wanted to take my blog. And I honestly wonder if I would still be blogging like I used to if I had had that support and I had had that insight into where I wanted to take my blog. 
And I also think I would have invested into Pinterest support a lot sooner and really hiring a Pinterest strategist that could have really helped my Pinterest account grow. The next thing that I would have done is really learned SEO and focused on it from the beginning. There are just so many things that I didn't know the first few years of blogging and so many mistakes that I had to correct down the road. And I wish I would have just had an SEO checklist or had just listened to podcasts about SEO sooner so that I could have done things right from the beginning. Again, I kind of mentioned this already, but I would have hired out Pinterest sooner. I really think Understanding Pinterest and SEO are the two most important things that you can do for your blog in order to grow your traffic. I think the branding foundations, obviously being a brand designer is super important as well, but those two things, SEO and Pinterest are really what's going to drive traffic to your blog. And then when you have your branding foundations really set up and ready to go, then you can use that to convert those people into the right audience for you and to really get them to stick around. But I wish I had hired out Pinterest sooner and I wish I had just taken it seriously earlier. I was an early adopter of Pinterest as you know, a user. And so my Pinterest account did really well for a long time and probably has done better than it should have done over the last five years. But I wish I would have invested into a Pinterest manager sooner so that I could have really seen growth from that and really been able to capitalize on the larger account that I had to begin with. I just think that Pinterest changes so often that it's just really not something that I would want to leave in my own hands and I would happily outsource that now and I do outsource that now for my blog and for my design business. It's just something that is not my expertise and it's very easy to admit that it's not my expertise. So it's something that I would definitely hire out much sooner if I was starting again. I would also prioritize things a lot differently. After having kids, I really had to have a hard look at what actually moves the needle forward in both of my businesses. And with my design business, it's a little easier to look at this, but I think if I had actually paid attention to my food blog and I had set goals and been willing to take risks with my blog, I would have really been able to quickly figure out what was going to make the most impact and I could have prioritized those things. But instead, I just kind of did all the things and just really tried to be in all the places and try to make an impact everywhere. And I think that really hindered my ability to grow my blog. So if I was doing it again, I would prioritize and really narrow in on what was working well. The last thing that I would do differently is that I would have paved my own way. There are just so many people out there doing tons of different things and doing things well. And it can sometimes be really hard to know which strategy to follow. And I followed really blindly for a long time. And I wish I had stayed in my own lane and really figured out what I was good at and where I could best serve my audience. And I wish I would have just really honed in on my brand's uniqueness. I think I would figure out what really works for my audience. I really would have focused on knowing my audience well and trying to serve them well rather than really trying to go after these big fish and try to get these big keywords on SEO and just try to blindly follow what other bloggers were doing. I think I would have really focused in on what was the best way to serve my audience specifically, but that takes time and that takes really intentionality and trying to figure out who those people are and how you can serve them. And I was just focused on just trying to grow and grow my numbers and really just try to have this explosive growth that I had seen some blogs have. But really, I think at the end of the day, those blogs have that audience insight and really care about serving their audience in a way that I didn't really figure out until later in my blogging career. Okay, so there you have it. 
those are the things that I would do differently if I was starting a blog again today. And I think it's interesting to just look at the list that I shared. And I hope that that list is just encouraging for you to hear because I think there's so many strategies out there about, you know, grow your email list this way or focus on Facebook groups or focus on this. And yes, I would have definitely figured out where my audience was and how I could serve them in that spot. I think I would definitely have built my email list sooner and I would have maybe built a Facebook group and really focused on creating a very niched group of people. But I think it's really interesting that as I was planning out this content and really writing out these ideas that I wasn't really specific to a lot of strategies. I talked about SEO and I talked about Pinterest, but the other things are kind of going to depend on who your audience is. And that's the interesting thing about looking back on what I would do differently is that it's not super platform specific. And I don't really have a ton of regrets of, oh, I wish I would have started a Facebook page and really focused on that. Or I wish I would have been more active on Instagram. I really just tried to be in all the places and didn't do most of them well. And so I hope that you can learn from some of these experiences that I had. And maybe if these are some areas that you're not focusing on and you know that you should be, maybe these are some things that you could do. I want to make sure that I emphasize that I'm not telling you that you have to do these things. I think if you've been around this podcast for a while, you know that I'm very specific about how you should really pave your own way and you should figure out what works best for you, your audience, even your family, because I think a lot of people really try to do all the things and they don't think about what works best for their lifestyle or their family or how they want to run a business. It's really a hustle mentality in the food blogging industry so often. And so I hope that this will encourage you that You don't have to do all the things. You really just need to do the things that make the most sense for your blog and your audience. And I hope that some of these things will encourage you to do that. So again, thank you for being here for these last 50 episodes, whether this is your very first episode or you're a loyal listener who has listened to every single episode. I'm just so thankful for you. And I'm glad that this show has been impactful for you. Like I said, there is no plans to stop doing this anytime soon, but keep the feedback coming my way. It means so much to me when I see you guys sharing on Instagram or see a review pop in or see you guys sharing it with a friend. It just really helps to grow this podcast steadily. You know, growing a podcast is very similar to growing a blog. It's not this crazy exponential growth where you just explode overnight most of the time. It really is a slow growth, but I'm really thankful for the numbers that I have and the growth that I've seen over the last year and just the impact that it's making on you guys. So that's as sentimental as I'm going to get for episode number 50, but I'm really excited to just continue this podcast and continue to help you just grow a food blog that is sustainable and that is impactful for you in whatever way that looks, whether that's 10 people that follow your blog or 10,000 people, whatever it is and whatever it looks like for you. I just am glad to be a part of this journey and helping you to learn those strategies that will help you to grow that blog in a way that feels good to you. So thanks again, friends, for being here. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.